You are listening to Global IQ Minute with Jim Falk, a World Affairs Council conversation with authoritative voices discussing significant newsmaking issues and individuals. Joining me is Kati Martin, who is visiting Dallas-Fort Worth to talk with the World Affairs Council about her new book, True Believer, Stalin's Last American Spy. An accomplished writer and journalist, she has worked for NPR and ABC News, heading up foreign bureaus in Europe and hosting a program that focused, yes, on international affairs. She's also the author of many books, including Enemies of the People, My Family's Journey to America, and Paris, A Love Story, an immediate New York Times bestseller. And I should also add that she serves on the boards of directors of the International Rescue Committee and the New American Foundation. Kathy, I must begin by saying that I read True Believer in one sitting this past Sunday and found the subject, the story of Noel Field, to be fascinating. And your writing style would not let me stop reading mm. until I turned the last page. In fact, I joked that I put the Cowboys game on mute so that I could be sure that I read the last wow. 50 pages. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, and I think that is by far the strongest endorsement I have ever had. So, Jim, it was well worth the trip just to hear you say that. Thank well, you. tell us, what drew you to tell what some consider to be, in a sense, a lost chapter in the history mm. of the Cold War? Well, a couple of things. One, I love mysteries. I love finding fairly obscure characters through whom I can really shine a light on a whole period. Frankly, I think history is too important to be left to the historians. And I don't think that we really get history until we live it through, experience it through a human being. And so I've done this repeatedly in the past. I try to convey the horror of the Holocaust through Raoul Wallenberg, for example. The birth of Israel through the first Arab-Israeli negotiator, Folky Bernadotte the Greek Civil War through George Polk, and indeed through my parents in Enemies of the People, I tell the story of the enormous personal toll that communism, totalitarianism takes on ordinary people. So that's kind of, if I have an MO, that's kind of it. And Noel Field really, for me, brings to life an era in America, namely the 30s, that is so relevant today. And why is that? You had a disenchanted generation that had given up on America being able to solve its own problems. Really, the country was on its knees, dysfunctional. 11 million unemployed, and the best and the brightest were looking for a messiah, an ideology that explained everything and that promised a solution to all problems. And in comes with that quick fix and the promise of a solution to social and political problems. Joseph Stalin from way far off in the Kremlin. So you can see on a number of levels, parallels to today, a divided nation. Now we're talking about Washington, the United States, pre-FDR's energy and optimism in the, the, the so country. So you're really feeling the, the dust bowl, the depression. The, yes, the country reeling from the depression and no answers coming forth from the nation's capital. And so this is the story of an idealistic young man, brilliant, he goes yeah, I mean, through- I mean, went to Harvard. Yeah, but not only that, he goes through a four-year course in two years pegged for big things, youngest man ever to pass the foreign service exam, lands his dream job in the Bureau of Western European Affairs, and unbeknownst to him, he's talent spotted by Stalin's agents. 
But when he became a spy, mm. it wasn't for personal gain, was it? Not at all. No. No monetary no. compensation. Oh, no, no. It was pure faith. And here again, the relevance for today, this kind of blind faith. What we it, see in the Middle East. Well, yes, but it goes beyond the Middle East because through the internet, you have vulnerable young people the world yeah. over mm -hmm. who are seduced by a powerful faith that promises the correction of every wrong. And so it was way before the internet with the Kremlin's agents. So again, today we're seeing mischief making from the Kremlin via Putin in our politics. And here we have the original example of that. But in his childhood or early youth, was there anything that might have helped someone identify or perhaps alter the course that he took? I definitely think so, yes. The very powerful father figure who dies much too young, the father who is this very aloof and Victorian pater familias type, but the young man, Noel Field, reveres the father. And the faith father, played a big role. Yes, the idealism of the Quaker faith and putting service to man ahead of self. But the father takes the young man to the still fresh battlefields of World War I and basically says to him, prevent the next one. And the son takes this very much to heart. But the father then dies. And so the young man is unmoored and looking to fulfill that promise of a life of service to humanity. And what this turns into is a, a life gone terribly wrong, but which starts out with great ideals and high hopes. And there are a bunch of takeaways from True mm -hmm. Believer. But I would say prime among them is that it isn't enough just to want to do good. Because he world. left the Foreign Service because in a sense he still was striving to do something and change the oh, world. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. But in addition to wanting to do good, you also have to have judgment. And that Nolfield sorely lacked. He basically he was self-radicalized because he consumed, he inhaled the great Marxist and communist tomes, you know, Lenin's revolutionary tome, all reading at night because he started leading a double life. By day he was this up and coming, very waspy, by the way, which was one of the reasons. And when you see the pictures of him, I mean, you really yes, appreciate yes. that. Yes, handsome, good-looking guy from deep New England roots. And that, too, played a part in why Moscow would be interested in him, because what an unlikely character to be a traitor to his own country. And worked closely with the Dulles brothers. Yes, Alan Dulles, the first head of the CIA, was a family friend. That was a curse for both Dulles and Field. How did he end up in prison, really yeah. put in prison Terrible. by Stalin? By the people he served, yeah. not by the people that he betrayed, ironically. Exactly. It he was Stalin's most loyal servant, but that didn't cut much ice with Stalin when Stalin needed somebody to tie mm. all the people that Stalin in advanced state of paranoia late in life he needed to get rid of all of them through an American who would say, all these people are actually working for Alan Dulles and the CIA. I know because I'm an agent of Alan Dulles, which was an absolute falsehood. But first, the KGB kidnapped Noel Field, lured him to Prague. This is a real le carré. This story has more twists and I hope and you've turns. sold the movie rights. There's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to tell you that there's interest, Good. So, so hopefully. Well, in fact, I mean, what was so striking, and we don't want to give everything away, but he was in a prison cell for God knows how long, only three cells away from his wife. 
yes. and actually heard her crying. You know, this is really first and foremost a human drama. I mean, sure, it's in a political context, the early days of the Cold War, but it's a human drama, first of all, because this man, initially do-gooding young man, really crushed, first of all, his family. So not only did his wife end up in jail, naively went looking for him after he was kidnapped. I mean, you don't go looking in the Gulag archipelago and expect to return. But his younger brother, an eminent Boston-based architect, also got his dungeon in, in Warsaw. And then last but not least, the Erica. heroine. Erica. <laughs> you know, a book is like a marriage. You've got to love the subject because you're living with it for years. I have to admit, I did not fall in love with Nolfield, but I sure fell in love with Erica, who's just such a great character. Well, as someone who grew up in Virginia, seeing oh, the pictures yes. and knowing what Warrington was like and then realizing where she came from, I mean, yeah. what a story. Yeah, and I couldn't have done this book without the help of Erica. America's children who gave me you know fantastic access to correspondence really the spine of this book that which brings it to life I think in addition to the surveillance records which I was also able to access in both Moscow and Budapest are correspondence of the sort that we don't write letters like that anymore among all these family members and the funny thing is that his relatives, his surviving relatives, hadn't really read these letters. They were stashed in boxes in various attics. And they just said, go to it, you know, do what you can, because they wanted and to so know And so you were the first real yes, journalist to get yes, to see these. Yes, And I think it was a bit of a shock for them, but they've been great because they wanted to get at the truth. And I mean, this was kind of one of the last remaining Cold War mysteries. And it reveals so much about how we got into the Cold War. And I know we know about Stalin's brutality by now, but this makes This that, personalizes it. Oh my God. I mean, well, that he could treat his own people with that level of brutality. Well, we're almost out of time, but I do want to ask you about your work with the International Rescue Committee mm. because we have so many listeners that are members of World Affairs Councils. Mm. How concerned are you about the rising tide of populism and isolationism mm. as mm. demonstrated in so many quarters mm. uh, the opposition well, to having uh, yeah. refugees? Yeah, thank you for asking that because actually I just got back from Budapest where there is a proto-fascist head of state in Viktor Orban who is trying to turn the clock back on a country that has a terrible, bloody history. I grew up there. And by the way, if I may just add that my family is connected to Noel Field. My parents were the only journalists ever to interview this man. So I also benefited from those notes. So I'm very close to the refugee issue because I myself came to this country as a, a refugee who benefited from the great generosity of this country. And, and none of us in my family have so far landed in prison. In fact, I think we've been pretty, pretty good citizens. So I'm a big advocate for keeping the great uh, foundational value of our country which is to be the final sanctuary for people who've run out of hope, as my family had. To answer your question, I'm deeply concerned about the populist mm -hmm. wave that's sweeping Europe and indeed our country. Well, I want to thank you so much for being our guest on Global IQ Minute. Katya Martin, the author of True Believer, Stalin's Last American Spy, a great book. Get it before Thanksgiving. <laughs> thank you, Jim. Thanks so much for Thanks. Thank you for listening to Global IQ Minute with Jim Falk a production of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. For information about a World Affairs Council in your community, visit worldaffairscouncils.org.